Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. Today in the studio. Hi, this is Gretchen Rubin. I was inspired to write my book, Happier at Home, because I realized that for me, one of the most important elements for my happiness was feeling happy at home. And I wanted to really dig deep. I wanted to think about how I could be more at home at home. I had written a book, The Happiness Project, where I spent a year trying out different resolutions and theories about happiness to see how and if I could make myself happier. And it had given me such a huge happiness boost that I decided that I wanted to try it again and go more deeply into this one area of my life. So in Happier at Home, I looked at things like possessions, body, marriage, family, neighborhood, time, all the things that make up our experience of home. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word, and it's not a very descriptive word, but it's the word that I really think of, it's intense. It is intense as a writer to go through a book word by word, to speak it aloud. And in fact, I know writers who will read their books as part of the editing process because you definitely do pick up certain kinds of errors like accidental rhyme or accidental alliteration or, you know, verb disagreement. Sometimes you pick it up better when you're reading it aloud. I will do that with, like, specific passages that are giving me trouble, but it's only when I record the audiobook that I go through the whole thing. And it's intense because I sort of remember every research problem, every sentence that was hard to structure, you know, it's a very intense walk down memory lane. One of the funny things about recording an audiobook is you discover, or I discover, the many words that I do not know how to pronounce. Now, some of these are people's names, and you're thinking, okay, I don't know how to pronounce Mircha Eliade, and like, yeah, okay, you don't know how to pronounce that. The hardest one to say probably was the name Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. No, I don't think I got that right. Oh, well, it's hard to spell, too. But then there's ordinary words that I find out that I've been mispronouncing my whole life. For instance, tumult. I've been saying tumult my whole life. Tumult. It's tumult. It's tumult. Pomander. I've been saying pomander my whole life. Here's one that I was sure I was right, but fortunately my director knew that I was not right. Minutiae. Minutiae. I had to do that one like five times. Montaigne, that is much easier to do than I was trying to give it like this French flourish, but apparently you can just say Montaigne. It's funny, though, because I worked with this director before, and in a previous book, I had mispronounced the word gimcrack. I thought it was gimcrack, and she caught the error. And in this time, I remembered that it was gimcrack, so I felt like I'd really made progress. One of the things also that's fun about the audiobook is that there's certain parts that, you know, I love the whole book. I love, you know, every page, but there are certain parts that are just particularly delicious. And when I was doing the audiobook for this, I was remembering how much I loved writing about smell. Writing Happier at Home was really when I first got interested in smell, and this is something that has just grown and grown in my interests. And so it was fun for me to retrace the first steps that I took towards smell, my first introduction to it, and those first days when I was just becoming enraptured with the sense of smell. It's something that's really continued in my life. I talk about it on the Happier podcast. I'm writing about it more. So it was fun to go back to those early days. 
If I had to pick my dream narrator, if I hadn't read the book myself, I think I would pick actor Katherine Hahn. There's just something about her. She's funny. She seems really smart. She's very approachable. Every time I see her in any role, I'm just drawn to her. So if I had to pick a narrator, that's who I would pick. My recipe for a good story, I think, is one that shows vulnerability. Because I write about myself, I'm always writing from the lens of my own experience. I'm always thinking, am I taking comfort in platitudes? Am I telling people what I wish were true or what I think ought to be true? Or am I really being true to myself? I have a podcast, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, that I do with my sister, Elizabeth, who, of course, I talk about a lot in Happier at Home. I talk in the book about how much we wanted to collaborate with each other. And it turns out that doing this podcast has been an amazing opportunity to collaborate. We have so much fun doing Happier with Gretchen Rubin. But the thing that we constantly remind each other is that we need to reveal ourselves. We need to be vulnerable, that we need to show our actual experiences, our actual challenges, our actual mistakes and faults. And when we do that, that's when people can learn from us the best because it's like, okay, I screwed that up. Maybe somebody's like, you know what? I think I have that problem and I think I could do a better job too. I think there's an interest in that when people reveal themselves that is key to a good story. Now, of course, a good story also has to have the traditional elements of a good story, but it's easier said than done to be honest, even with myself. So that's what I try to do. A family story that I love sharing with other people, and I didn't get this into Happier at Home, but I wish that I had because it would have fit right in if I'd thought of it which is when, I don't know, she was probably in eighth grade or something. My daughter Eliza said to me, do you know that for years I thought the Metropolitan Opera performed in the Metropolitan Museum? It never occurred to me that they didn't. And I was like, well, you've been to the museum. Where do you think the opera happened? And she said, I just thought there was some wing or something where the opera happened. So I've never let her live that down. You know, I love books in every form. I love library books. I love rereading. I love ebooks. I love print books. I love audiobooks. I love all books. And for audiobooks, I have to say, if you are a fan of audiobooks, and if you're a fan of children's literature, the way I am, I'm a giant raving fan of children's literature, but even if you don't think of yourself as a fan of children's literature, some of the great masterpieces of the world are the works of Laurie Ingalls Wilder. And I am such a Laurie Ingalls Wilder fan that I thought no one can be the voice of Laura Ingalls Wilder. Nothing could ever live up to what those books sound like in my head. But my daughter, Eliza, really wanted the audiobooks, so we got the audiobooks. And I have to say that Cherry Jones reading the Little House books is an extraordinary experience. And I have read those books countless times. Listening to the audiobooks allowed me to experience them in an entirely new way. It was a whole different kind of pleasure from something that was already so familiar to me. So if you're looking for a good book, for adults or children, I highly recommend the Cherry Jones series, The Little House Books. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.